music lovers. Welcome to Wax Chatty with D Muck and Taddy, where three pals listen to an album, then come together and discuss the dang thing. What the heck is an album? An album is a collection of audio recordings issued on compact disc, vinyl, audio tape, or another medium such as digital distribution. Nice! All of our selections can be found on Apple Music, Spotify, Discogs, even in your local record store if you fancy doing some crate digging. In the beginning of 2021, the Muck and Taddy duo started this exploration. And after we had nearly 50 albums under our belts, we brought in Diana, and it morphed into a podcast for you so that we could share our blinding brilliance. Come and get on the bus with us while we wax lyrical about wax. So let's grip it and rip it, people. What? Huh? <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for week five of Wax Chatty. I'm here with my compadres, Diana and Tati. Woohoo! Hey, guys. How's it going? Woo-hoo. Okay, D, what was Hello. your pick for this number five week? Orgy and Rhythm by Art Lakey. It is an amazing album that I have been in love with for a really, really long time. And one thing I found was interesting is that I did not realize that originally it came out in 1957 for Blue Note Records and that it was released as two LPs when it was originally handed to me. (laughs) It was handed to me as a cassette tape recording from a gentleman who was my mentor for many, many years uh, when I was a teenager. And we all thought, know what mentor means. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah, he was amazing. He, he turned me on to all kinds of music, including this. I'd never heard of Art Blakey. I'd never heard of this album. Uh, it blew my mind. In the late 90s, uh, there was a period of time where I was talking to folks about it. And I guess that particular album, the 1997 CD that was a reissue by Blue Note, which it took those two albums, the two LPs, and it consolidated it into a single volume. I didn't know that. And so this has been really great actually doing research into the album, besides just it being something that I've been listening to for decades and loved. So that has been a lot of fun. You know, um, Art Blakey was part of the Jazz Messengers. And as I was kind of looking this up, Blakey and that band if you will I I forget how many members of the band were whether it was a trio quartet quintet whatever a septet a septet even um they kind of invented this type of bebop called hard bop and it's a like it is hard man yeah (laughs) it it is it is uh, I I didn't think I was gonna make it through this album actually um (laughs) 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 it was it was, it was tough. Well, this uh, isn't it, the message. It is, it is all drumming. There is, and maybe a flautist. <laughs> Bill, what do you call it? <laughs> it's a drum circle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it is, in a way. It's a total, total drum circle. And I, I was really waiting for space to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful Dead reference there. I, I was just hoping. I was like, there's so much drums here. 
the how, are, how are Billy and uh, Mickey doing this for so long? When does space happen, man? When oh does it break? And uh, <laughs> the just dancing popped. would be a little different. That popped <laughs> in my head. Uh, volume one is four tracks, and volume two is four tracks. And the first two tracks off of volume one, Deanna, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, are really long. I think this was when he went back to his African roots, or was this before that? I, I can't remember in, in his timeline, Bill, do you know? He had been there already. Had he been yeah. there already? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because he switched all of his stuff over to that kind of sensibility. And it's wildly apparent here. The last track of volume one uh, was fantastic, though. And I see why they could, they were able to slice it. And that was the album. And then, you know, I had to regroup and, have a shot of whiskey for like two. <laughs> Oof. Uh, like, really? Are we done with it? Uh, Jesus. Well, definitely, um, I found myself having to work to take it all in. I did eventually listen to the whole thing twice all the way through. When I say all the way through, I would listen to three, two or three songs and then take a break and then the same thing again until I got through all eight. Um, sometimes it was just listening to one song. Sometimes it was listening to four so songs, but it, it definitely challenges my attention span. There's a lot of chanting singing in it too. There's also that we, we mentioned what there's 10 percussionists, flautist, bass player, piano player. Uh, I don't know if you noticed in one of the rabbit holes I went down, one of the musicians is called Velio. Pintero and the instrument that he played was the tree log. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 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 If you look in that, it says tree log. Yeah. Uh, and I was next to the tree log guy. I was just squeezing the toad, you know? <laughs> no, he was licking the toad actually. Oh, That's don't do what, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing about just listening to it, you can tell that these guys are just amazing musicians. And then if you do, scratch the surface of their biography many of these guys were very prominent in the you know in, in music and had some of their own bands and i don't know one of the congas was you know called the greatest conga player in latin jazz and you can kind of hear that when you listen to it because it is polyrhythmic drum circle-ish but it's just really virtuoso of that odd banging yeah Speaking of odd banging, so at one point I'm listening to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was listening to the album and I was making dinner and I had used the salad spinner and I, you know, got the salad spinner going, put it on coast. And then I was doing something else and I'm listening to it. And all of a sudden there's this stoo, 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 stoo. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That came out of nowhere. And then I realized it was the sound the salad spinner was making as it was slowing down. <laughs> Oh but God. it really fit and it was cool and uh, it made me realize god rhythm is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's this... get the cuisinart the salad spinner right, the, right. Uh, uh, the oven and let's turn them all on and let's see what kind of music we can make but don't forget the wood flute <laughs> you know wood it's log log wood, well, wood no, there log. was a wood flute there was a wood flute in this <laughs> It's long. Um, it's long. That's, that's what it is. It's a wood. It's a. I think isn't aren't all recorders made out of wood? Is isn't that the wood flute? So it would be. It would be a log. 
uh, theoretically. See what I'm saying? (laughs) As I was going down a little rabbit hole myself of trying to learn more about Art Blakey himself and all the people that he worked with, it looks like he went to Africa in, I think it was the mid to late 40s, but he didn't put this out until 57. So it seemed, and he was there for like two years. And it seems to me that this might have come out earlier, but maybe it just took a long time for this to kind of marinate, I guess, and come out. I was reading something where everyone was like, oh, you just went there to learn about music or whatever. And he had said something about, which he may have been quoted as saying that, but then later in life changed what he said, because he was kind of like, no, I didn't go to Africa to study drums. Someone else wrote that. I went to Africa because there was nothing else for me to do. I couldn't get any gigs. And he went over there because he wanted to learn about religion. He was being brought up a Christian and he didn't want to, he just didn't dig what was being thrown at him. And he wanted to learn something else about his roots. And then while he was there, of course, the music, because, you know, he is a drummer. Yeah, I read that too. I thought that was uh, interesting. Yeah. It's amazing the people that he recorded with before uh, the time period that we're talking about. Yes. Billy Eckstein. I mean, he was uh, very much a working musician. I read something that said after a certain point, it seemed to be that he dug having younger artists. Like after all these artists had gone through and had become in their own right, either were already at his level and uh, well-known and and doing beautiful, amazing work, or had gone on to do their own thing or whatever, then he would get a bunch of young people and almost mold them or at least work with them. Because they didn't fucking talk back, probably. (laughs) Probably. But that in his own way, it's like it became a thing of where you had to get the jazz messengers on your resume it was a rite of passage i thought that was really interesting that he influenced so many people and was influenced by so many people i think it's really great the idea of crazy madness jamming but the idea that there is so much orchestration underneath it and and of course but isn't that the same thing as in any other kind of jam to a degree like when we're listening to other kinds of music like the dead or something and to me it's like there's that beauty of all of the improv but underneath it is like hours and hours and hours of practice even though it's i don't play guitar or any other instrument so i don't quite know you know this kind of stuff who knows but what what was said about it was there was no written score there was no arrangement he kind of just told everybody what he wanted and they recorded it live straight through. And it looks like it was recorded all on one day or whatever, March 7th, 1957. Um, So this whole hour and eight minutes of music was recorded in one sitting or one day. That's impressive. Wow. It really does. I mean, talk about here's, This in from Captain Obvious, a very well-titled record. (laughs) Captain Obvious strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is a orgy and rhythm. Captain Obvious, do you have any other uh, wise observations that you want to throw at us? 
the flute, piano and bass were all in service of the drumming. You know, it was almost like just little spices put here and there in the main dish of uh, this incredible percussion ensemble. It wasn't like uh, the other way around where. Well, the, I think that's a given seeing that it's yeah. an album. Yeah. You get 10 percussionists together. Um, <laughs> the one, the one flute dude is like, Oh wow. I'm a little overwhelmed. But it almost kind of, when you do get the piano or when the flute comes in, yeah, it's like, it almost puts more focus on it. And Thanks. I'll tell you that first four songs, it's so playful. Like Yaya and uh, Tofi, I think. Uh, yeah, Tofi. So playful. That's I. It just. But then again, when they say orgy and rhythm, you're absolutely right because I remember I used to put this album on a lot when I would like, you know, be like, yeah. hey, let's go back to my place. Anyway, <laughs> um, I totally agree. I had the same sensation that when it's like the... instead of Enigma, you put on Art Blakey. <laughs> <laughs> Or Prince Come. You're right. Yes. <laughs> nice. That was that, no, that was the other album I would play when I had it. <laughs> nice. Talk about Captain Obvious. Noel Green. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the other instruments, the non-drum instruments, when they would come in, I found myself kind of uh, able to focus more. It kind of anchored me a little bit. Um, but what about that one song, Come Out and Meet Me Tonight? I mean, that was just a lark of mirth, kind of silly, but kind of wonderful, too. Yeah. Things kind of come out of left field. You mean the one with the drums, Bill? <laughs> yes, the one with the drum. I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same drum song. In that song, Come Out and Meet Me Tonight, I thought something else had happened, like a salad spinner or something, because at one point, somebody <laughs> is hitting... Somebody is hitting a tom-tom, I think, and just going bam, 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 right in the middle of, it was like, I don't care. This, I just need to do this right now. If it fits, it fits. I don't care. And, and it just comes in and it just like. I, I think the actual title of the song has a parentheses that isn't there. And it's come out and meet me tonight. And in parentheses, with your fucking tom-tom. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone let their id go uh, you know i i listened to this once and that was enough truthfully not my thing um got it un unfortunately so i'm kind of giving it a halfway thumbs i'm mm -hmm. going between thumbs up and thumbs down i i have to stop reading reviews of things yeah because i read a, a few reviews of this and some people were just like it's great it's you know drummer magazine or well, i'm i'm kind of joking but <laughs> And then there was one guy that was just like, no way, this album is terrible. I can't, I have, no, no, no. And I happened to read that one and it kind of tarnished my ears a little bit, unfortunately, as I was listening to it. And I tried, I was like, I'm going to stop reading this review. And I couldn't. And I read a little bit too far. And then I was like, okay, no, 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 no I'm going to stop. It, it did mess with me. But the yeah. drums, constant drumming, Ain't my thing, man. Um, and that's kind of what this was. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay. I was being nice. Uh, yeah. uh, drumming all the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be. It's one, one, one hour and eight minutes of 98.9% .9 crazy percussion. 
but in, in all honesty, it just turned into one beat in my head that gave, like, yes. gave me a little bit of a, I don't want to say migraine, but it gave me a your grain. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to be so selfish about my headaches. <laughs> and it, I had to turn it off. <laughs> yes, I did too. Yeah. Even though I liked it and like it a lot, actually. As I said, I couldn't listen to more than three songs at one time. And then eventually I would just only listen to one song. And I did actually listen to, I did listen to it a lot and came to really love it, but it's not something that you're going to put on. You, you got to be in the mood for it. Well, Deanna, it sounds like Deanna gets into the sexy time mood for this. <laughs> the sexy time mood. I do love this album. And yes, you have to be kind of, well, not kind of, you have to be in the mood to listen to it. But I'm also wondering if since it was presented to me, by my mentor, with whom I was totally in love with, a much older man who was just a bit. <laughs> but, but he, nothing, just purely platonic, actually a real true mentor. But he, the ways he mentored me were he got me into blues and he would send me back, you know, I would wait for these packages from him and he would send me cassette tapes that he'd made for me, you know, and I'd be like, oh, look at his handwriting. So like, but I, but you know, I didn't, yeah. But like, um, now, was, now these were the, this was the age of, oh, he made me a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. that was totally. And we're talking about someone who was, you know, a couple of decades older than me, camera guy on movie sets or whatever, but he also was really into music. So he helped kind of form a lot. So I, yeah. I do question if I would have been as into this album had I not been introduced to it by him. Like if I gave it to you, you'd be like, this is shit, Mac. What well, actually, <laughs> well, no, dude, actually I dig a lot of it. I, I, you're, you know, but for a different reason, you know, you turn right. me on to different kinds of music, but like, yeah, cause it is, you know, I have found over the years, I listen to it a lot less than I used to. But as I was listening to it again, I was like, oh, right. There were some points where I was like, oh yeah. Oh God, here's that moment where I'm like, ah, you know, and I get ready for it to go, da, 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 you know, and get into it and dance like a maniac in my house or just have those feelings of awesome. Then there was some moments where I was like, all right, I got to press pause for a little bit because <laughs> it just, you know, I may, may not be quite th there yet, you know. So I it's interrupting my breathing and giving me palpies. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> could. Palpies. But still, though, I will give it many, many thumbs up. And I think the passion in which Art Blakey would go at it, I was reading something about how people just talked about that he hit the drums so hard sometimes, you know, that there was a, I don't know, like almost like he was jumping into the damn thing. All right, Captain I, Obvious, what does the great Tatino think? Uh, yeah, definitely thumbs up. Yeah, that's all. Thumbs up. But I did just find something just a second uh, there's a pretty good website called uh, jazzdisc.org. Again, take this with a grain of salt in terms of the accuracy of the information. The track listings as they were recorded is in a different order than they are on the album. And I just find that kind of amusing because how did they sit down and go, oh, you know what? Buhana chant should open up and then Tofi should be the third song. It's like it all sort of blends in and I don't even know what song is which, but I thought it was you know, funny. You know, in all honesty, I'm sure there is definite reasoning for oh, yeah. why they yeah. did this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
because it tells a story of a little boy walking through the wood. I mean, who knows? You know? Well, I think Buhana chant really makes sense though, because yes, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. you can almost, it's just a little tiptoes into whoop, 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 and then it's, I'm sorry, you know, what? I, it's so hard to express, but it's like tiptoes into the music. And it's almost like I could think of like a tiger on the Sahara, like, like, you know, creeping through the grass. And then all of a sudden with the vocals, when he goes, like goes up like that and then it turns over into crazy madness drumming like yes there's a, it's it's that there isn't any drumming it's all like vocals and the flute and a couple of little boom boom and then all of a sudden i always remember that that first song i was always like oh it's coming here it, da, da. the big drumming's about to start you know and now I'm kind of like, okay, the drumming's been going on. Let me hit pause. <laughs> okay, so we got two thumbs up and then me being a dork and just saying, I'm going to go halfway on this one. I'm yeah. halfsies. Well, it's a valid opinion. It really, totally. you have to be in the in the mood. And you Everybody's know. got an opinion. Everyone's got an <laughs> asshole too. Yeah, they do. And I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a Velio Quintero a full credit because he also played the maracas and the concerto besides the tree log so he wasn't just avilio was not a limited musician to tree log he also could do maracas and <laughs> concerto this is where we're going next week it is an album from 2000 and one uh, the band is faithless and the album is outrospective Ooh, cool is where we are going next week got it groovy awesome group house okay people that's a wrap thank you for listening to the wax chatty podcast if you enjoyed what was in your ears please rate us and leave us a comment on spotify or apple and share this dude with your homies We'd love to hear your thoughts, be nice now, and look forward to rapping about our next selection. Stay tuned. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs>